You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Listen, I'm Mike Moore, and this is how to win. God wants you to win in life. And we're in my leadership edition. My purpose, my goal for this edition is to inspire you as a leader, to equip you as a leader, and to help you go to the next level in your leadership. I began a new series some time ago entitled A Leadership Mentality. A Leadership mentality. Now, this series has to do with how successful leaders think, how successful leaders think. Now, leadership effectiveness or ineffectiveness is a reflection of the leader's mindset attitude, and beliefs. Your thinking matters as a leader. And if you're going to lead on a high level, then you have to think on a high level. And that's what I want to help you to do. I want to help you to think on a higher level. Now, there's three parts to this series, three parts. Part one, I'm calling foundation. Part two, we're calling concepts. And then part three, we're dealing with attitude. Foundation, concept, attitude. Foundation, concepts, attitude. We're in part four. Uh, pardon me, we're in part one, we're in part one, and we're in lesson four, and the final part of part one. We're talking about foundation. And in this part, part one, we're talking about the foundational stones of successful thinking as a leader. And we've covered three areas and today we're going to cover our fourth and final area in this part. In our first episode, we talked about a servant's mentality. In our second episode of part one, we talked about a people-oriented mentality. In lesson three, episode three, we talked about a team mentality. These are foundational stones. This is the foundation. We want to get this right in our leadership, and then we want to build concepts, and we want to build the right attitude on the foundation. So this fourth lesson, we will deal with a sacrifice mentality. This is the final lesson on part one. In our next episode, we'll begin part two, concepts. But let's finish foundations, part one, foundations, fourth lesson, a sacrifice 
mentality. Now, sacrifice is one of those words that we don't like to hear. I'll be honest, I'll be honest with you. I don't really like to hear talk about that sacrifice either. But it is so much a part of leading sacrifice. A sacrifice mentality is when leaders are willing to pay the price of leadership and give up part of themselves for the team and organizational success. Now, I said that again. You're not going to hear many lessons on sacrifice, but this is going to be a good one, okay? This is one you have to really go back and meditate on. A sacrifice mentality is when leaders are willing to pay the price of leadership and give up. That's the key word, give up part of themselves for the team and organizational success. These leadership lessons are based off biblical principles. God spoke to me years ago and he said, the word of God is the answer. So the word of God is the answer for leadership too. So I want to give you my foundational text from the Bible for this sacrifice mentality. It is taken from Mark chapter 8, verse 34 through 35. I want to read it to you in the New Living Translation. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, Jesus said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. We're talking about a sacrifice mentality and key words here, give up, give up, give up. You, that, those words are highlighted in our text. Now, before we define sacrifice, I want to tell you what we're not talking about. Come on, say, this is what we're not talking about. We're not, when we talk about sacrifice, we're not talking about sacrificing your marriage, sacrificing your relationship with your children, sacrificing your health. We are not talking about putting your business, putting your ministry above everything else in your life. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. I said, we're not talking about that. The Bible says in Proverbs 10, 22, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow. We're not talking about you pursuing the vision of your business or of your ministry, of your organization, even if it means losing your marriage. 
No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the merit of failure as a cross, merit of failure as the cost of being successful. We're not talking about that. No, no, no. I don't believe in that. I believe that God wants you to be blessed in your organization, in your business, in your church, in your ministry, your endeavor, but he wants you to have a successful marriage too. He wants you to have a great relationship with your kids, and he does not want you to to be so overwhelmed that it destroys your health. We're not talking about that. We are not talking about that. Much of that Marital failure, failure in your relationship with your kids, the the destruction of your health through burnout, in my opinion, I know there are different reasons for marital failure, but much of it is related to a lack of proper priorities. You see, there are laws that govern marriage. There's the law of priority, the law of pursuit, the law of agreement, the law of transparency. And the very first law of marriage is priority. For this purpose shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Priority. In the kingdom, priorities and order is important. Scripture says, let everything be done decently in order. So in the kingdom, the number one priority for the believer is God. The number two priority, if you are a Christian, but really should be your number two, period, it should be your wife or your husband, your spouse. The number three priority should be your children. And then the number four priority, number five priority, number six priority should be your business, your ministry, your job, your your endeavors. That should always come after God, after your marriage, after your children. It should they should always be the priority. So I am saying that you can be successful. And you can have the foundation of sacrifice and have a wonderful marriage and a a great relationship with your kids and live healthy the entirety of your life. Okay, so we're not talking about that. So what is sacrifice? I'm going to give you three definitions of sacrifice, and then we'll talk about the price of leadership. What is sacrifice? Sacrifice, number one, means to give up. There's that word, give up or surrender something precious to you for the sake of someone else or something else. To give up or surrender something precious to you for the sake of someone or something else. What is sacrifice? Sacrifice is self-denial. What is sacrifice? Thirdly, sacrifice is the act of giving or going beyond the level of your original intention or expectation. Dr. Ivy here you gives that definition of sacrifice. The act of giving or going beyond the level of your original intention or expectation. So there are two areas that we want to cover in this lesson today. <clears throat> 
Let's talk now first about the price of leadership. And then I want to talk secondly about what leaders must sacrifice. What leaders must sacrifice. So let's talk first about the price of leadership. And I believe this is not an exhaustive list, but I believe these are things that uh, the leader must pay. Number one, the price of leadership is loneliness or aloneness, whichever you prefer. Loneliness or aloneness. Leaders have to both identify with and be isolated from people. Leaders have to be success to be successful you have to identify with people but you also have to be isolated from people when we look at Jesus we know that Jesus had a a sacrifice mentality but he, he was so engaged and involved with people. Yet, on the other hand, there were times when he would withdraw from the crowd and spend time alone with God. Now, that's a specific, practical illustration of uh, this price of aloneness or loneliness. But when you expand this price, there are times when leaders feel a sense of loneliness because he or she carries responsibility that he or she is ultimately responsible for. So even though you may have a team around you and you may have your family, in this place of leadership, there are times when you feel lonely because you you have to make decisions and you, you have to uh, uh, move in a way that dictates that you be isolated from the crowd. You have to be isolated, not just to hear God, but to be a leader. Uh, a leader implies that you're out front. And if you're out front, that can be a lonely place. And, and, and here I'm not talking about being bound by loneliness and, and all this kind of stuff, but I'm talking about a leader has to be willing to walk alone. And when that leader is willing to walk alone, God will always give that leader people to walk with the leader. But yet, because you're out front and because you're making decisions, uh, sometimes that go against the grain, it feels, now we know God is never uh, going to leave us or forsake us, but it 
feels lonely. You feel lonely, okay? I think that's the price of leadership. I also think rejection is uh, a price of leadership. Leaders see what others do not see, which often leads to misunderstanding. Rejection and misunderstanding are part of the price of being a leader. Now, remember, Jesus experienced rejection and misunderstanding, and he was perfect, never sinned. Yet John 1 verse 11 says he came unto his own, but they received him not. Rejection, misunderstanding are a part, it's a package, rejection and misunderstanding. Many times people reject you because they don't understand you, because you see things that others don't. So loneliness or aloneness, whichever you prefer, Rejection, criticism is a part of the price that leaders must pay. Criticism. I did a podcast episode on when people speak bad of you, and it has to do with criticism and managing, recognizing negative criticism from constructive criticism and and walking through that. But criticism, every leader has to expect criticism. You're visible, and visibility make you susceptible, make you susceptible to criticism. Another price that leaders must pay, loneliness or aloneness, rejection, criticism, uh, Making unpleasant decisions is a part of the price that you must play. Every leader will have to correct and in some cases remove followers without giving explanation, full explanation to the group. You know, there were times in my leadership as a pastor that we had to remove people from a position or terminate people's position. And and you cannot go to the congregation, cannot go to the group and explain in detail what took place. Number one is then it raises an HR uh, problem, a legal problem for you when you start explaining and talking about what this person did and stuff like that. But it's just... You know, it's it's not right to expose somebody's flaws and weaknesses publicly. That is just not the right thing to do. So making unpleasant decisions is a part of the price. I think time is a part of the price that leaders must play. Every leader must be willing to go the extra mile in terms of time in three areas. In your own, number one, in your own growth and development, it's going to take time, time to study, time to pray, time to hear from God, time to be obedient, just developing yourself on a spiritual level, developing yourself on a natural level, it requires time. Then secondly, it requires time to prepare yourself to serve people. I'm a communicator, so preparing these lessons require time. Submitting to coaching and mentorship requires time. The value that you 
at whether it's counseling or encouraging, whatever it may be, it requires time to serve people. It, it, it's a sacrifice that you must make. And then managing your relationship priorities, your marriage and your children relationship, uh, managing your health and what you need to do to walk in health, it requires time. So time is something that the leader will always have to pay the price. And then finally, the final price is higher accountability, being held at a higher standard. James 3.1 in the Good Word translation says, Brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers. You know that we who teach will be judged more severely. Leaders are judged more severely and should be because of our level of influence. That's a part of the price that you must pay as a leader. Now, the balance or the rest of the, the episode, this last episode on the sacrifice mentality, I want to talk about sacrifices leaders must make. If you're going to be successful, there are sacrifices that you must make. I'll give you them. Number one, and, and each one of these sacrifices is introduced by the words give up. Number one, you must give up immediate gratification for future gain. Now, that's covered a lot of territory. Giving up immediate gratification, <clears throat> much of moral failure, whether it be sexual or whatever, is related to trying to get instant gratification. But every leader must give up instant or immediate gratification for future gain. Secondly, every leader must give up self-interest for focus on others. You've got to give up self-interest. And the, the wonderful thing about this, there's just the law of sowing and reaping, reciprocity, uh, seed time and harvest, that when you put others first and you invest in, in, in bringing quality to people, you're going to always get blessed by that. But you have to be willing to give up self-interest for focus on others. Number three, every leader must sacrifice or give up the right to live as one pleases for an example that others can follow. You have to be willing to give up the right to live as you please. There are things that I just give up, not because they're necessarily a sin or wrong, but I just don't want to participate in that because I want to provide a, an example for others to follow. So in some way, somehow you're going to have to give up living as you please for the purpose of being an example to others. 
Fourthly, leaders must be willing to give up average for excellence. You cannot hold on to average, an average lifestyle, average work ethic, average love life, average service. You've got to give up average for excellence. Number five, every leader must be willing to sacrifice or give up pretense for authenticity. So many times and in so many ways, leaders are pretending they're operating in a way that's not uniquely them. But, but authenticity is, is bringing to the table who you really are. And in order to really uh, walk in authenticity, you have to give up pretending. Pretending to be someone that you're not. Sometimes even when we have mentors and people that we look up to, if we're not careful, we try to copy uh, them and become who they are. And the moment you try to become somebody else, you lose your authenticity. Number six, leaders must be willing to sacrifice and give up business for focus. There's, you know, we, we tend to think as leaders that if I'm busy, I'm doing a good job. But business and focus are not the same time. So many times and in so many cases, we're doing too much and we have no focus. We're jack of every trade and a master of none. We just have no focus. You show me a successful organization, show me a successful church, show me a successful leader. Show me a successful person, you'll see some focus there. Number seven, every leader must sacrifice or give up security for opportunity. Security for opportunity. Or we could say give up safety for risk. If you're going to really be an, a, a, a leader that moves out to the front, you can't play it safe. You'll never get to second base if you don't leave first. <laughs> Trying to steal second is risky, but you're never going to score on first base. So you have to be willing to give up security for opportunity. I pastored a church for over 40 years, and there's a lot of security in that. Now I'm moving out in what I'm calling Mike Moore Ministries, and we are starting over in some senses. We are starting over from a natural standpoint. It's more secure to stay here. But if I'm going to be a successful leader, then I have to, I have to give up security for opportunity. And that's what I'm doing in Mike Moore Ministries. I'm giving up. And sometimes I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting anybody down. Please don't hear me putting anybody down. But sometimes we pastors, we stay in the saddle too long. We just stay too long. 
we have this mindset, I'm going to die in it. I'm just going to die in it. And what happens, the church began to lose its relevance and, and lose its, its, its greatness because we can stay as pastors in the pastorates over the ministry too long. Doesn't mean we do nothing because I am more busy now than I was when I was pastoring. I am excited now about my future and the opportunities that God has put. So God is not going to put us out to pasture. You know, I think our experience should give us the ability to do more and help more people. But I just think sometimes we we stick with the security and we ignore the opportunities that may be available. Number eight, every successful leader must give up predictability for change predictability. When it's predictable, you can predict everything, then you're not moving forward because change is a law of life. Number nine, every leader must give up the familiar for the unknown. Give up the familiar is our comfort zone, but success and growth is in the unknown. Number 10, every leader must give up being in control to being led by others. You know, sometimes as leaders, we think great leadership is being control, in control and having our hand on everything and making a decision about everything that happens under our, 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 our leadership. But that's not really good leadership because no leader knows everything, is good at everything. Every leader must build a team. We talked about a team mentality. And when you have a team, they're bringing complementary skills, expertise, experiences, perspectives. And so rather than leading in every arena, there are times when you have to be led. Great leaders are led in certain areas by other team members. And they're secure enough to be able to do that. Number 11, every leader must give up the spotlight for a floodlight. Give up the spotlight. A spotlight, if you're on a stage, the spotlight is just on you. It, it shines, uh, it uh, illuminates you. But a floodlight is broader. It illuminates a wide range. And great leaders give up the spotlight. Everything can be about you to a floodlight. You want to bring light to all of the other people that are contributing all these wonderful things, your team, and you want the light to shine on them. Great leaders don't want a spotlight. You have to exchange, sacrifice a spotlight for a floodlight. Number uh, 12, every leader must give up the level you own for the next. If you want to go to the next level, you have to give up the level that you own. Number 13, every leader must give up a successful past and comfortable present for relevant innovation. If you're going to be successful, you got to sacrifice and give up a successful past. Yes, it was successful. A comfortable present. Yes, you're very comfortable. But if you want innovation, you can't always be looking back. And you can't always hold on to this comfort zone that you're in. But you have to embrace innovation. To embrace something new, something creative, uh, then you have to be willing to give up the successful past. Number 14, 
every leader must give up the need for affirmation for faithfulness. Give up the need for affirmation for faithfulness. I learned this early in my ministry that what God looks for in us is faithfulness. More of it is required of uh, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 1, 4, uh, 4, 1. Moreover, it is required that a man be found faithful. Now, here's the ironic thing about faithfulness, that many times when you're faithful to your assignment, it will go contrary to people's opinion. We all like affirmation, but you can never truly be faithful to God and please all the people. So if you're going to be successful, you have to be willing to give up this need for affirmation. Everybody to be happy with you. Everybody be pleased so that you can be faithful to what God calls you to do. And then finally, number 15, every leader must be willing to give up your plan in life for God's plan. My plan was to be an attorney. I was in law school when God called me into ministry. I sacrificed it. I gave up my plan to embrace God's plan, and I've never regretted it. It is one of the greatest decisions I ever made my life in my life. And if you're going to be a successful leader, you have to have a sacrifice mentality. So we've talked about in part one, we talked about a servant's mentality. We talked about a people-oriented mentality, a team mentality, and a sacrifice. Now, that concludes part one of our series, A Leadership Mentality. In our next episode, we're going to begin to talk about, enter into part two, where we're going to talk about thinking concepts. It's going to be good. Listen, thank you for this time that we've shared together, and I look forward to seeing you in our next episode.